This is Big Red Birdies with Nebraska golfers Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Big Red Birdies. I am Megan Whitaker here with Lindsey Teal on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, We have a special guest today, our golf coach, Jeannie Sutherland. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited. Yeah. excited to have you on here. (laughs) Yeah, we've got the um, Sarder-Hayman text line open. If you have any questions for us or for coach she's got all the answers so that is at 402-464-5685 yeah we can just get right into it coach you've been you're in your first head coach season here um you obviously have a very long and successful tradition of coaching for all of your years um but kind of just talk about what that's been like last year coming in as an assistant um and just kind of your journey to becoming head coach and what what that all has been like for you yeah it was um it was a big learning curve to be an assistant after being a head coach for 27 years. So it was tough. I, I don't know how I did it at first. I was I had to kind of sit down and put some goals in front of me about how to be an assistant, and then I got better. So, um, but I really loved being here, and I loved being with the team. So it was really pretty lucky when the job came open, and I actually got it. So yeah. Well, we are sure excited to have you. Yes. Thank you. It's been a great year so far. We've loved it. Yeah. What's been your favorite part about Nebraska so far? Hmm. Uh, probably the team. I really like everybody on the team, and I really like the leadership at school, too. I think my uh, my boss, Bob, and, and his boss, Trev, I think are really good leaders. Um, so pretty much from the top down to the bottom, you know, with – meaning not the bottom, but, you know, meeting the team, everybody's really made me feel welcome. So, yeah. Yeah, we've got, we had, let's see, we leave on Saturday for our next tournament. We've had two tournaments so far. Both have gone well. Um, We pretty much just had another week, just like last week. We kind of talked about it, how we were going to have two weeks kind of off of competing, just focusing on, fundamentals and getting back to playing what do you think is kind of our biggest focus going into we've now got three tournaments in four weeks yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think um to just stay the course and continue with being really clear with what we want from each shot and you know using decade um you know as both of those things have really helped us and you know, we worked a little bit this week on flighting wedges. I think we're going to play in some more wind going forward. So, um, talked a lot about that with players and, you know, how to hit wind shots a little bit more than we, what we have. So, um, yeah. And I think to just, the thing that I really see is that we need to continue to be free, um, with how we've been playing, which you guys have done a great job of, and we're going to try and get that onto the greens now because I still see a little bit of tension and uh, um, try. You know, everybody's trying a little bit too hard on the green, so we're going to try and roll the ball of freedom this week. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's one thing. We've talked about that a lot on the show already this year, but just starting out this year and just how you've coached us and how you've 
kind of preach that whole thing with seeing your shot and letting that create your swing and stuff like that. Um, it's very different than anything that I've ever practiced in the past. And like you said, it's, I think our team's done a great job of buying into it and everybody, I mean, you can just tell at our practices, they've been so efficient and everybody is just really bought in and all in with what we're doing. Um, how did you kind of start implementing that at the start of the year? And what was your mindset coming into a team where probably a lot of us have not done that in the past or had much experience with that? Just kind of talk through that. Well, it's funny because today I was sitting at my desk and I was cleaning a pile up. You know, you have these piles on my desk, <laughs> but I found these notes that I made for myself in June when I got the job. And hmm. it was, and I, Matt, I was showing them to Matt, my assistant who's awesome and we were talking through everything on the note and I said look at this have we done a good job with this and the only thing that he said that we can still do better is more adversity in practice but I had said that um, I wanted you guys to play with freedom and to not instead of worrying about mistakes to just see what you want mm -hmm. and stay in tune with that um, all the way through you know and then we introduced the um, the read, the plan, and the execution, yeah. and um, and to just continually talk about the same things and not to add anything or make it hard, but to just make it easier so that, you know, I think when you're expert at something, you can explain it really easily, and I think all of us on the team right now can explain decade probably to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, we actually just had a text in question um from an unknown number but can you explain what decade is ah i didn't um, even realize but yeah that's yeah <laughs> so decade is uh, a friend of mine named scott fawcett who was actually playing at he played at texas a&m when i was coaching down there so i've known him since he was probably 19 or 20 um and he was you know the goofy engineering kid that could play i mean he could play and so he um he was really uh, a nice kid, and he got out of college, and he went into engineering and then and started his own electric company, which in Texas, there's no – anybody can start an electric company, <laughs> and so he did that and did pretty well with it. And then he started to track every single shot that Tiger Woods ever hit, and he tracked that for Tiger's whole career and came up with the fact that Tiger actually doesn't go at pins, mm -hmm. which is pretty amazing, and that Tiger – like 75% of the time is on the fat side of the pin. And so he started to kind of dig into the stats. And then he and Mark Brody, who wrote um, Every Shot Counts, um, who's also a phenomenal statistician who took his stuff to golf, started working together um, a little bit. And then Scott went on his own and started this business of, of decade. And I actually have here what decade stands for. <laughs> Do you guys know it? I could get a few. Letters. I could get. Matt would not be happy. <laughs> Matt would not be happy. Would he? The first D is distance. <laughs> yep, distance. Expectation. Very good. I know one of the D's is discipline. The yeah, other that's one. the last C, one. C, commitment. Correct target. Oh. Correct target. Aim. Analyze. Analyze. <laughs> discipline nope. and execute. Execute. And so okay. that 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 whole idea of. Just having really solid strategy and not trying to hit home runs with every pitch, you know, if we use a baseball analogy, but yeah. not go at pins when it's not smart to, but we go at enough pins. I mean, we made a ton of birdies mm -hmm. so far this year, so clearly you don't have to go at every pin to make a lot of birdies. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, really freed us up. At least I can speak yeah. for myself, at least. Um, just even how I'm approaching rounds of golf and approaching practice has felt different than ever before. Like, I even told... It's fun when my parents have gotten to come watch and I just kind of ask them like what they see or if they see anything different because I'm like, I feel completely different yeah. when I'm out on the golf course. Like I, I can't even really put it into words, but just the whole mindset and like how we're approaching it and how we're going about our round of golf to me feels so much different. And I just feel a lot freer, a lot more confident and committed to the shots that I'm hitting. Um, and also knowing that the targets that I'm picking are going to leave me okay if I don't execute every time. Mm -hmm. Correct. And just the process of having already thought through all of that um, just really gives me confidence to yeah. not have to then like overanalyze all of that. What yeah. do you What do you think with that, Megan? Yeah, I was the same. Well, you came out to Chambers Bay this summer, and that was the first time I I hadn't felt super solid about my swing. And then we picked very smart targets, very small targets on the greens and I think I still gain shots approach wise yeah. and even the first two tournaments this year my swing has not been quite where it needs to be and I've hit some not great shots but it's still because the targets are smart has allowed me to hit good shots and I think the biggest thing has been being able to visualize the shot before you hit the shot and then just let the feel kind of hit the shot for you even if you're, you're less swing focused which helps yeah. a lot. We're not playing golf swing out there at all this year. We're playing golf, so it's been yeah. refreshing. <laughs> and the clarity that everybody is going into their shots, you know, they're, they're taking exactly what they want from the shot and letting the shot create their swing, and that has really, I think, helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've heard that phrase a lot this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let the shot create the You'll swing. You'll hear it yeah. a lot going forward, too, because I know how easy it is to fall out of that habit and fall into starting to think mechanics out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you always coached this way? I mean, going back to your uh, uh, SMU and Texas A&M. You know, I think no matter what you do, once in a while you lose the thread. So when I would lose the thread is when I would have, like, pressure from above or mm -hmm. um, get too into things that I couldn't control. So I'm I'm the same as you guys where, you know, when, when I coach my best, I've, I've been – really good at supporting people and helping them find the vision of a good shot and mm. freeing them up. And when I haven't been good, it's been, um, focused on results. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. 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 I think we can all learn from that Yeah, <laughs> because it, it, I think that's helped us too, is just, I think we've had very clear goals this season already too, of knowing what's expected and where we want to be. And just having that has helped us know where we want to go and just make it very clear before every tournament kind of what we want to do and everything yeah we're just working on what we can control mm -hmm. you know there's there's a lot of things you can't yeah. control in this game yeah yeah what are some things you want to see our team improve on or what what have you seen us improve on since the beginning and what what do you hope we continue to well we keep a, a mental game score and I think we've improved a lot at realizing when our mental focus isn't at its best and I think that yeah. has been really good for us because I think once you understand when your mental game is is on, it once again, that frees you up too. Yeah. Um, so our distractions are, I think, really subsiding, which is really good to see. Um, mm -hmm. I think we need to get better around the greens. I think we need to be a lot better wedge players. I think we need to flight balls better. I think we need to putt better. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's, <laughs> there's room. There's yeah, plenty of work yeah. to do. Yeah, we have plenty of work to do. Yeah, 
going back to that mental score, we can talk about that for a little bit. I know I was just talking to you, Coach, about this last week, but it's so crazy how in in the beginning where I feel like I was not ever thinking, I had had really no training on that, and so I was never really consciously thinking about, am I committed to this shot or am I thinking about other things during my swing or whatever, um, just how much I missed that I was actually thinking about during my shot or that yeah. I was second guessing things. Um, and so we were, like you said, we keep our mental score each round we play. And so we keep track, basically a check mark or no check mark on every shot that we hit if we're fully committed to the shot. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it was a little bit discouraging for me at the start of the year, seeing those numbers get yeah. worse because when I started out, I was like, oh yeah, that was a check. That was a check. I felt good there, whatever. And then we start to talk about it a little more and I start to be a little bit more tuned into it when I'm hitting these shots and I'm like, there are so many different thoughts going on in my head. Like, no, that yeah. was not a check mark. That was not a check mark. Yeah. So uh, you had kind of told me, and you can talk on that too, but it has to get worse a little bit before it gets better. Well, it's just that spectrum of you don't really know what you don't know. Yeah, so exactly. When you start to keep track of how clear you are with your visualization and actually having a good read, a good plan, and a good execution, and all having the freedom, you know, within that yeah. to just play you know, which is what we prepare for. We spend hours on the range and playing golf and we're all prepared when we get out there and then we want to overthink it and control things. And that's just the wrong way to go. So um, when you're new to this, being in control or trying to control things seems like a mental check mark. And when you mm. learn how to go through this, then you know that that's the opposite of what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I noticed my... Well, you had talked to me about the mental score. I think it was last summer, and it's gotten so much better ever since then. And I learned that even, well, when we did our team retreat at Corey, that's the first time in a long time I I think I had a mental scorecard of like 85% or something. Yeah. I committed to that, and all my shots were so much better just because I had a clear focus of where I wanted the ball to go and knew what it what I what swing I was going to hit how far I was going to play the shot before every shot and mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I had just been going through the motions without a like super clear visual right yeah yeah going through the motions is a tough uh tough way to be if, if you want to be an elite athlete yeah yeah Megan how was that the first time for you at Chambers Bay um just not really having been exposed to it a whole lot and then kind of just jumping in with the tournament yeah, it was very good. I thought, I mean, it didn't seem like too much had changed, but I just remember we talked a lot in that practice round of looking back. We, we would stand on the greens and look back and figure out, okay, where do you want to be coming in from and what type of shot do you need to hit into these mm -hmm. greens? And I think that was the first time ever, I think, that I truly thought about approach shots more than just from the fairway and what you see from there. Yeah. And so I saw some holes, oh, yeah, you really need to leave it shorter. You need, you know, there were some crazy greens out there yeah, but our was preparation important. was good it was important that you didn't use certain slopes and that you could use others too there mm -hmm. were some really steep mm -hmm. slopes out there that would just take your ball away from the pin yeah and that way too is such a good way to like see the entire green because sometimes I feel like I've gone through practice rounds where you're kind of picking out in your head the flags that you think might be there or even just playing to the flag they have there and then I'll get into a tournament round and be like I'd even look at this half of the green because I was yeah. so Too focused, focused on the other it. half. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to like take your mind off a pin that's already there. But what you were saying that you did at Chambers Bay seems like a really good way to do that. Yeah. Sitting on the green and looking back. There were even times you would go up 
and say this pins you would make that that second we did two practice rounds at second practice round I think we you guessed the pins and you were pretty spot on for the tournament I remember all the par threes you're like back left back left this one's going to be there and sure enough they were but it was good practice of yeah just because they put the pin there in the practice round that pretty much just guarantees it's not going to be there for the tournament yeah, round it yeah. seems yeah. like yeah well it does because they're going to protect the green from ball marks yeah yeah so. and depending on if you execute the shot or not you could find yourself anywhere yeah exactly <laughs> anyway so it's just good to look at the whole green yeah. is what i've learned yeah <laughs> that's what i'm taking from it um we've got another question in the chat here switching gears a little bit um the next husker golf tournament is in tulsa coach what will the course be will the course be similar to Tulane or Wisconsin tournament courses? Ah, it's not like either. Um, it is an old school country club. It's a great course. I watched a player that I coached at Texas A&M finish top five on the LPGA tournament that was held there a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, so I walked that course. They have an AJGA down there. Mm. It's um, fairly straightforward. It's got uh, different grass than what we've had at Wisconsin and um, Bermuda rough, I believe. Okay. And, um, big greens, lots of that. tears in the greens. Um, really a nice golf course, a nice country club. Uh, members will be out supporting. Hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun. fun. Yeah. We played in broken arrow last year, but we, uh, not at this course. Mm -mm. I think they switched it. That yeah. I don't, did. I don't remember what that course was called. Golf club. Uh, of golf club of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. And this one is Cedar Ridge country okay. club. And Cedar Ridge has hosted a lot of great tournaments. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. I'm ready to travel again. It yeah. seems like it's yeah. been forever since we've come back from Wisconsin. Yeah. But it does. That does really feel like it's been a long time. I yeah. did I did three or four loads of laundry today, so nice. I'm, I'm almost ready for travel too. <laughs> You're ready. I yeah. have not gotten there yet. No. <laughs> yeah. We did just figure out our outfits today though. So oh, now we, we can do you need to share. We, yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah. We can do all the laundry now. Yeah. We can get all our songs sent to you for our playlist. Yeah. Which I important stuff. Too. Yeah. Very important stuff. Yeah, we will actually, we'll be back with our quirky question here. So if you once again have any questions, please hit up that text line and we will be back soon on 93.7 The Ticket with Big Red Birdies.